everyone. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Julia Cummins, and this is the Grow With Me podcast, a podcast where we can grow and learn together, learn about this crazy life, about scriptures, and about our own walks with God. So grab a drink, sit down, take just a few moments out of your busy day to grow with me. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Grow With Me podcast. I'm your host, Julia Cummins, and I'm very excited to have you back with me, back here with me today. I'm very, very, very excited, <laughs> and I'll tell you why in just a minute. But first, I wanted to tell everyone, thank you so much. I have had a lot of people reach out um, and just tell me how much they enjoy the podcast and how encouraging it is. And I really appreciate you guys. I mean, uh, we've hit over, well over 400 plays on the podcast so far, which is really cool. Um, but I have like my faithful, I don't want to say few, because it's, it's a few more than a few. But I have like my faithful ones who at church will be like, I loved listening to the podcast and a few of my friends. And when I had had a little hiatus, you know. Everyone was like, I miss it and all this stuff. So I really do appreciate you guys. And I just love that I can talk to you and maybe just give you something for the day. Um, I don't mean to be all like emotional or sappy or anything, but I really enjoy it. And I'm glad that I'm feeling more energetic and <laughs> able to help out some more. <laughs> I went missing for a minute there, didn't I? But I just love you guys. And I read something the other day. Forget quantity, forget all that stuff, you know. Um, what did it say? It was talking about, it was just a short little thing on Instagram and it said, the Lord's not concerned about your quantity. The Lord doesn't work in quantity when it comes to our anointing. It works. He works in your quality. So it doesn't matter if I reach 400, over 400, you know, plays that I have, but the few that have been consecutively listening and consistently and have reached out. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so glad that you could get something from that. It really just means a whole lot. And it keeps me going. Because it's a lot of work to do all this. And then also live our lives. Um, you know how busy things are. But it's very encouraging. And I just love you all. I know I'm repeating myself. But I don't care. <laughs> I love you all. So... I guess I better quit rambling and get into today's episode. And I'll tell you why I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I had this idea that I wanted to do like a mini series on the podcast. And I want to start it today. So my mini series is going to be about women in the Bible, women in the scriptures and their character and like just whatever. You know, I'm very excited because we learn a lot when we read on our own at home. You know, when we're reading at home, we learn. But when we're at church, you know, we hear what is given to us. And it's not always about Bible stories and characters and stuff. So, you know, if you're in Sunday school or, or you're teaching classes and like that, then you learn. And then you don't really get to hear about that as much. And I am very, very excited to jump into this because there are so many incredible characters, man, woman, whoever, children in the scriptures. And I just really want to talk about some good women. That's what I want to do. So I'm going to start this off today 
and we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, as I'm going through this, I don't know how many I'm gonna do. I haven't decided yet, but feel free to message me and tell me who your favorite woman is and maybe I'll do a dive on her. I don't know, I'm just gonna do as I feel, as do as I'm led, you know? Um, but I'm really, I really am excited about it. And I know that the majority of my listeners are women, but I do have a few faithful male listeners as well. Um, and I don't want you to be discouraged about this or anything because, well, one, there are many women, it doesn't matter what gender you are, that have influence over your life. We have mothers, aunts, uncles, women in the Bible. You know, there's just so many that we can all learn from. And then also, if they are so noteworthy that they're in the scripture, that they're in the word of the living God, I think that we can learn from them as well. So this is for everybody, but I'm really excited. So let's get started. So I know what you're thinking. I think my husband's about to walk through the door. <laughs> Eli's napping. I think he's about to walk through the door. We're about to get interrupted. I better stop it. Okay, so I know what you're thinking. Wow, this is really cool. I wonder which person that she's going to do first. There are so many great options. There's about a million Marys in the Bible. Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of Jesus. <coughs> Mary, the sister of Martha. There's a lot. There is Ruth. There's Esther. There's all these incredible women. There's that woman who drove that spike through that man's head in the tent. I mean, come on, sis. I had to get a sip. We could just do a whole episode on her. I mean, come on. We can all be that bold. But for my first episode, I wanted to do something a little different. That's me. <laughs> and the person that I want to talk about today, it might have some influence that her story, well, the one that she's involved in, she doesn't have her own story, is um, one of my favorite ones in the New Testament. And I've actually done a podcast on it. <clears throat> There's a clue for you. Let's see if you can guess it before I get going. <laughs> but also, I think this character is so relatable to the modern person, the modern woman, the modern mother. So, I'm going to give you a second to think about it. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about Martha. I know, Martha. Martha, the sister of Mary and the sister of Lazarus. That's who I'm talking about today. You're probably like, Julie, out of all of the people that you could have picked, I know, I know, but I want to talk about Martha because I think that she's very relatable to people today, especially, like I said, mothers today and women today. Why? Because Martha, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but Martha was so busy with serving, and we'll talk about that. And in today, I think that we have our mental to-do list about a mile long. You know, we've got the laundry. We've got to make sure there's food. Then we got to cook the food. We got to make sure the house looks good. We got to make sure we're taking care of our kids. We got to make sure we're on doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, baby appointments, growing a toddler, I mean, raising a toddler, growing another baby, um, just making sure everything is fit, running in and out, music practice, going to church, getting the backpack. Everything, and that's not even, that's just like the everyday, day-to-day. -day. That's not even, I'm very close with my family, you know, that's not even including trying to squeeze everyone in and then also working. You know, I work, as of most of us do. 
we're so busy serving others and working that sometimes we forget to partake of the good part. And that's what I want to talk about today. So, the first sighting of Martha that I could find is in Luke 10. And in Luke 10, she literally just pops out of nowhere. Okay? In Luke 10 and 38, it says, Now it came to pass, as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Just out of nowhere. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Well, that's my Alexa. And also um, sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. So she was serving. And came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So I'm going to duly paraphrase, but I think we all kind of know this story. So Jesus and his gathering is in Martha's house. She just received him in. I mean, she literally just came out of nowhere. Um, and she had her sister, Mary, and her brother, Lazarus, which we hear about later in John 11. Um, and Martha was busy running around serving these people and making sure they were taken care of. And Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And basically, she was doing it all by herself. She was working all by herself. And she goes to the Lord. She's like, are you going to, can you please tell her to come help me? I need some help. And Jesus says that she's troubled and careful about many things. But Mary has chosen the good part and it won't be taken from her. So that's the first time we ever hear about Martha. So this is the first story that we really hear about Martha and get to see her character. Um, and I do feel like that when it's taught, it's very comparative. I don't know. It's like, don't be like Martha, be like Mary, you know? And I'm just, I'm, I'm not here for that. I'm not the kind of comparative galley. <laughs> I don't think that we should compare ourselves to other people, other women, other ministries, other anything. So they're their own people. They're very different. So, you know, don't come at me with that because I'm just going to be like, well, we're all different. They were two sisters and they're very different. And what do we get from this? Well, we can tell that from, you can pick up a little bit on Martha's character and you read more about her later in John 11. But here we can tell that she's a hard worker and I think it goes into her, her soul, into her bones, you know, and she's got a serving heart. And I wanna talk just a little bit about that. The Lord loves the worker. He holds a special place in his heart for people who do what needs to be done. Which is really interesting because in John 11, this is in a different book, but it's the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. This scripture, John 11 and 5, actually says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. At first glance, you're just like, oh, okay, you know, like, it's talking about that story that he loved those people. But I find it interesting that he lists Martha first and his sister, I mean, and her sister, and Lazarus. I think he held a special place for Martha. 
I think that we all need to have a little bit of Martha's attitude, a little bit of Martha's character that we can apply to ourselves. This is really what I want to take from her is that we all need to say, if this needs to be done, then I'm going to do it. You know, whatever needs to be done, whatever he's asking us to do, even when nobody sees. I mean, you know, that was the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They wanted everybody to see what they were doing. Everybody. And, you know, the scriptures say that was their reward. Well, we need to be less like them and more like Martha, I suppose. Because, you know, we need to just say, hey, it needs to be done. I'm going to handle it. Let's just do it. You know, and a lot of the times things go unseen so that things run smoother or you can get stuff done. And no one really ever knows. I know a lot of women who are very happy working. I guess you want to call it behind the scenes to make sure things get done. Our pastor calls it lily work or lily pad work. It's just things that go unseen and unnoticed. You're not, you know, you're not up in front of everybody doing it, but it's absolutely crucial and you could not do it without it. So thank you, you know, to all the hard workers who do go unseen. You're so special to your families, to your workplaces, to wherever that it is that you're doing this work and to the kingdom, you know, you're special. You're loved by God. And I believe that you have a special place with him, just like Martha does. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Very interesting, I think. You know, scripture says that whatever you do, do with all your might for God and not for men. When you're doing things that need to be done, you're not really doing it for the attention or for men, like I said. A lot of times it goes unseen, like I said. But if whatever you're going to do, just do with all your might for God. When you have that attitude of, well, if it's going to be any done, I'm going to do it. A lot of times I think they go hand in hand. Well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I tell my husband that all the time. If I'm going to do it, I'm, doing, I'm going to do it right. So I think we can all apply this to our lives, everyone. Everyone. If you're raising your family, you know, if you're raising littles, reaching into your community, um, in your workplace, leading your household, just literally living your everyday life. Do it with all that you have and do it for the Lord. You know, um, I'm raising littles right now. I've got a little boy and then also I'm pregnant with our soon to become a little girl here in the very beginning of February. And sometimes, just the place that you're in, you know, sometimes I will have cleaned everything up, you know, after you cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I'll sometimes get underneath the um, table and clean everything off the floor because we're, we're trying, but it's a struggle to, you know, not make a huge mess when we eat. And I'll wipe off the little hands and little faces, and then he'll go play, and then I'll wipe down the huge mess that's left behind, and sometimes I'll pull out that chair and when I'm wiping down the chair and picking all that stuff off the floor, I'm wiping off the floor. I'm just like, Lord, this is what I have. And this is what I'm giving. I'm giving you what I have. And I'm doing my best. You gave me this baby. And I'm giving what I have. This is what I have. I'm doing it for you. You know? 
some days I feel like a total Martha when we are running out the door for music practice before church. You know, I've got the bag packed, I've got the snacks and everything to keep him happy. And then um, he's all dressed and my husband's got everything in order. And then um, I finally got myself dressed and, you know, hair done and everything. And sometimes, I'm not even kidding you, I'm like, I'll be halfway out the door. My husband's like, babe, you've got house shoes on. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Lord, here we go. Lord, I'm giving it to you. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it has to be done. I'm getting to the house of the Lord. This is what I have to give the Lord, you know? <laughs> and then he, he lasts a lot better now. He really enjoys the Sunday school class that he's in. Um, but before, when he was little, we would you know, get down after singing and we start to hear the word and he would get just so fussy because they're little and you have to pull them out. And I would take him back there in that nursery and I would turn on the preaching because they have a little thing that you can turn on. And I would just let, try to listen to it while I'm trying to keep this kid from tipping things over and making a huge mess. And sometimes I would just sit there and I would, I would feel a little bit like Martha, like I'm serving and I am doing everything that I can. Um, but I feel like I don't get to set the feet of Jesus. And I don't get to partake in the good part. You know, and I know it's a season that I'm in and that I in with my little. And he's doing so much better with Sunday school now. But sometimes I would just, like when we're leaving church or leaving wherever, I'd be like, Lord, I've given you what I have. I have served and I've given you all that I can right now. And it's a sacrifice and it's a place of worship in itself. I was doing all that I had with all my might for God. And I think that's for everyone in your own position, whatever your position may be. You know, you might be a single mother and you were just trying to raise a, a household and just get through the day and raise a godly household, you know, bringing those kids to church. You know, I see that or a single father or just anything, you know, anything, just living our everyday lives can sometimes be tough. And to just say, Lord, this is what I have. And I'm doing this for you. And I'm doing it with everything that I have. We need that kind of an attitude. And I feel like I get that from Martha. That's the kind of attitude I pick up from her, you know? So that is just a reminder when I read this. I'm like, okay, you know, Scripture says, like I said, whatever you do, do with all your might for God and not for man. Do it with all your might, whatever that you can do. And the last thing I want to say, because I don't typically take long on the podcast, is that Martha served she served the Lord. She That's what it says in her serving. At the end of our lives, what's our goal? What's, like, what's the main goal for everyone? The goal is to hear, well done, thy good and faithful what? Good and faithful what? Friend, mother, employee, churchgoer? What? Servant. Thou good and faithful servant. Martha served. And it says that she and her siblings were loved of the literal God in flesh.
That's the kind of attitude that we need. When you're thinking and you have a servant's heart, a servant's heart, what can I do? What needs to be done? It's a lot harder to focus on, well, I didn't get to do this and I didn't get to do that. You know, when you have that kind of an attitude and that kind of a heart. So I am wrapping up and this is our first episode of our women in the scripture series, our women in the Bible. And I just want to say, you know, Martha, Martha, often not thought of even for a second, you know, the main person that we tend to think of in that scripture, passages of scripture is um, Mary. And then we see her later again in um, John 11. Really, we don't see a lot of those people um, in the New Testament at all. There's not like books and books on them, you know, but they're in there and it's noteworthy. And I think that there's something that we can learn from that. And Martha was loved by Jesus. Loved. I want to try to take something from each character and try to apply it to my own life or just at least marinate on it, you know, marinating on stuff. It'll get into your soul and just, it'll help you. And what I think I want to gather from Martha and I hope we all can is just to have that attitude of, well, if it needs to be done, I'm going to do it. You know, she saw the need and invited them into her home and served on them. That's it. That's a big deal. You know, if she hadn't of, you know, where it would be, I'm sure other things would have worked out because God is God. But that opportunity presented and allowed both them to um, get to know the Lord. And it gave us the story of Lazarus's resurrection as well. If she never opened up her home to him, who would have even known if we would have gotten the story of Lazarus, you know? So I want to take that with me that attitude of, hey, I'll do what needs to be done, and that servant's heart, because we've got to have it. We've got to say, all right, I'll do it. You know, Scripture says that, you know, the fields are full of harvest, but the workers are few. we got to want to serve. we got to be ready to work, to just do what needs to be done. And that's what I want to get from Martha. Bye, guys.